You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Friday, January 12th. You may have thought it was a Tuesday because I'm sharing the screen with my uh, usual Tuesday co-host of Bully Ball, Jason Aponte. Jay, how's it going, man? This is great. Like sitting back and watching you lead the show. Like, no, it's perfect. I think it's great. Uh, But everything's great. Um, But as usual, 49ers are a nonstop news cycle, even on the week that they're off. And uh, there's there's no shortage shortage of things to talk about. Well, that's exactly why I called for this uh, emergency podcast here, uh, because I felt like it was due. And we missed you on Tuesday, man. So hope you're feeling yeah. better. Um, I am. I'm a yeah. little bit better. Just a little bit All right, better. That's, well. that's good. I mean, you're always just a little bit sick, but, you know, for different reasons. <laughs> man. All right. I didn't, join I didn't know I was joining this show to get cooked. Yeah. Yeah. See, when I lead the show, things like this happen, so... Just, just be uh, aware. But, you know, fine. the reason that we're doing the show is because there's some breaking news on the 49ers side. Uh, 49ers assistant general manager Adam Peters has accepted the Washington Commanders general manager position. Yesterday, he was a finalist. Today, he gone. Jay, on a level of 1 to 10, what does this mean for the 49ers? Or I'll, how I'll big honest. of a deal is it for the 49ers? Yeah, I'll be honest, Steph. Um I think a lot of people have assigned draft picks to Adam Peters and John Lynch. And I, I think they're leaving out the collaborative effort. Um, I I don't know who it is that would say this pick is Peters, this pick is Lynch, right? Like, I think we know certain things, right? Solomon Thomas, John Lynch. Um, Adam Peters kind of banged the table a little bit for Ambry Thomas, right? Like that, that was something that he talked about was character, all those things. Um, I'll be honest, I think this is a boring answer, but I'm not sure what this means. And I think a lot of people are discounting the collaborative effort of Kyle, John, Adam, other people, all those those types of people. Um, and the 49ers ability to find guys to be able to help scout. So it on the surface, you would look at this and say, well, how can they continue to lose people? But they lose people all the time. You know, Rand Carthan. Um, you know, the, the Minnesota general manager happens all the time. The 49ers always kind of seem to land on their feet. I just don't know what exactly to deduce from this because we don't know exactly what picks are Peter's responsibility or who the te- the people he like, he pr- pushed for. It is really tough to say. I know when, uh, Adam Peters first joined the 49ers back in 2017, that was this regime's first season, right? I think a a large reason that he was brought in is because, you know, John Lynch hadn't been a GM before. He just hadn't been an exec before. So I feel like part of the reason that he was brought in was kind of to just teach John Lynch some of the exec ways, the things that Lynch didn't know how to do. And I think all these years, like John Lynch has picked up some things and I think he's become a better GM along the way too. But yeah, it is hard to say what's, one specific guy had in bringing one player along, right? Like, I think it has been a group effort. There's reasons that scouting departments are as large as they are, right? It is entirely a group effort. And the 49ers have allowed, I don't want to say allowed, but uh, there have been other execs to leave the 49ers as well, Rand Carthon and Martin Mayhew uh, last season. And it seems, you know, the the ship is still afloat, right? So I don't know if uh, we can really say whether those guys were as important or we just don't know, right? It it isn't about just any one guy. But, of course, Adam Peters has kind of been that big fish for a while now. Like, he got a lot of attention last year's cycle as well, turned down some interviews. You know, this year he's moving on. But I think the good thing about that, And Gammon asked me to turn this into a positive. I got Mm -hmm. you, Gammon. Here's where I turn it into a positive. The 49ers have known for some time that Adam Peters was eventually going to be leaving, that they eventually would, or that they wouldn't be promoting him to a general manager position. Hot commodity. I think they knew that for some time, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so in that, 
they have done a very good job and this not just with the execs but with coaching hires as well they've done an excellent job of grooming guys for that next step and so i think they already have someone in mind in house uh who could be the next adam peters and i'm just going to say Tariq Ahmad would be my guess because right. they have been putting that guy more in front of you know the i don't know media social media like if you see some of the videos they put out uh post draft and even during the draft cycle Tariq Ahmad was in those in the past wasn't so much as involved so I think he's kind of the next man up when it comes to uh, you know taking over Adam Peters job and so I think that's why I'm not as worried because they had a backup plan in place yeah and they always do you know, uh, D'Amico Ryan's being hired isn't a shock. Mike McDaniel being hired isn't a shock. These aren't like coming out of left field where it's, oh my goodness, like what do we do now? The 49ers have shown themselves to be proactive, not reactive. And there's a lot of, in terms of plans in place, and there's always someone. Robert Sala leaves, cool. D'Amico Ryan's linebackers coach, come on down. You're the defensive coordinator. And, you know, like even, even when they hire outside of the building, uh, D'Amico Ryan's, you're, you're going to be the Houston coach, cool. Steve Wilkes. Well, now Steve Wilkes is in the, the hiring cycle. Everyone is trying to get a piece of the magic that's going on in the building in terms of roster building, identifying talent, and being able to sustain winning. Regardless of Super Bowls, the 49ers are a successful team, and they have been. They win football games, which is all you can ask. So everyone wants a piece of that. Everyone wants to figure out the secret sauce. There's a changing of the guard happening right now in the NFL. Bill Belichick leaving, right? Um, the, the, the oldest coach in the NFC West right now, Kyle Shanahan. There is a changing of the guard. Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur, McDaniel, Salah. Ryan's all it's it's all happening right in front of you. It's a copycat league. Everyone wants to get their hands on whatever is successful. And you're seeing that right now. You know, again, we talked about Rand Carthan, um, the, the Minnesota general manager. Like it's just it's all over the place. And the fact that the 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl in this time lets you know that people are still identifying the 49ers as a successful franchise and as a franchise that understands how to sustain winning. And I think a lot of people understand how hard that is. And the 49ers have done a great job of that. And that's what you're seeing over and over. They, like, I, I see tweets about, can we go through one hiring cycle without? No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And the reason is because the 49ers have built what they've built. And people want to be on board with that. People, people would rather jump on the train rather than be the first ones on the train, if that makes sense, um, to, to lead something. Everybody wants to be a part of the, the the journey. Oh, no, everyone wants to jump on when there's success, but nobody wants to be a part of the journey. And the 49ers and this Shanahan tree have been a part of that. Trust me, you guys don't want this to stop because the no. moment that this stops and, you know, coordinators and execs stop getting attention is probably because the 49ers have stopped being good at what they're yeah. doing. Um, and so... It is going to continue, unfortunately, but the 49ers have proven that, you know, they can build from within, and that has been huge for them. Let me get to some of these comments here. Game of Brown said, rumor has it that Lance was Peter's guy. Um, that I mean, I don't know. That's a crazy rumor. We've heard a lot of things about, like, who was responsible for drafting Trey Lance because of just how how big that was and, and how it just didn't turn out well. I don't think we'll ever know. Maybe there'll be a 30 for 30 in the future and some guy will spill the beans. But as of right now, I don't think we know. And <laughs> rumor, I'm, I'm not taking too much stock in that. Yeah. Uh, I, but I think that's a, uh, I think that's a, that's a popular sentiment. Um, but I don't think, you know, again, rumor and fact, you know, we're not going to find out until someone writes, you know, inside camelot the book or whatever about you know the like everything that happened you know diving into the number three pick so um yeah i don't, I don't know what to do from that i will say this think about a team that could send three first round picks for a quarterback that they hope would like change their franchise and have sustained success like the 49ers have 
I think again, going back to usually what we were just talking about. Usually, you get fired about, for that. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that's a fireable <laughs> offense, right? Like, and yeah. usually you lose a bunch of games. But see, that's that's the 49ers roster building. That's the magic. That's what everyone everyone would love to whiff on a number three pick that badly and keep their jobs only because they have won so many games. So again, everyone wants to get a little bit of the magic. They just want to figure out what's the secret sauce and they will take who they will take from there. And there's a lot of great minds. And I think, again, identifying one person as a huge loss discounts the collaborative effort of everyone. And we might find that you're losing this guy, you're losing that guy, you're losing this guy. But who are the two mainstays? John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Might be time to start to put some respect on their name and stop worrying about who's leaving because maybe they're the maybe they're the underlying part. Maybe they're the common denominator. I think that's a lot of what we have to do with it. Highlight the whiffs all you want. Highlight the misses all you want. Look at the hits. The hits have not just been guys who play. They've been all pros. They've been pro bowlers. They've been mainstay starters. That's what everyone's trying to get their hands on. Yeah, and, and their greatest hits looking like uh, Little Wayne in his prime. So put some oh, wow. respect on their names. Oh, oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, we're getting a couple questions here. Do we receive any compensation for this? Um, no. I mean, really, out, the only time someone. Are we going to find out that someone in Adam Peters' background? He has like a long loss. A, yeah, it's like, are we going to have to do a, a what cousin. is it, um, a 23andMe? Um, um, like, <laughs> to find so, out if someone, so someone in his background? Yeah, yeah. So basically what, what Jay's alluding to is the fact that, you know, only players, or sorry, only execs or coaches who are diversity hires, um, you know, then the, the team who loses them gets the comp picks for them. So to my knowledge, I mean, I don't know, there could be some, some long lost cousin out there with, with some, uh, you know, bloodlines that maybe we were not privy to, but to my knowledge, Adam Peters would not get the 49ers a comp pick for taking this job. So that is the uh, one, I guess, uh, drawback from all this. But, you know, Tariq Ahmad, he, on the other hand, if, if he becomes that guy, he would certainly be someone who, if he eventually becomes a guy who gets a lot of attention and then, you know, then departs in a few years, he would be someone who would, uh, you know, earn the 49ers some comp picks. But, yeah. Um, Gammon shot for the donation. He says the real reason Adam Peters left, he was tired of Kyle Shanahan forcing him to draft kickers and running backs in the third round. You know what? There could be something to that. Steph, the young man from Michigan, um, Donovan, Donovan something. I, I'm like the losing back? his name. Yes. Uh-huh. Pack your bags, buddy. You are a San Francisco 49er. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy, I hope you enjoy taxes. <laughs> I hope you enjoy taxes and I hope you enjoy good weather and good tacos. Because you, my friend, are a San Francisco 49er. Book it, book it, and nail it. <laughs> yeah, who's who's gonna stop Kyle now, like from from drafting a running back <laughs> in the third round? That is a real question uh, of all of this. Did you uh, ever stop him before? Like, I feel like the only yeah, way no. to do it is just like to be like, "Hey, Kyle, we're not on the clock for a little bit. Just go use the bathroom real quick." And they'll be like, "All right, guys, he's not here. We can't we can't draft the court. Oh, I'll run it back this time." <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. And I'll also say this, like. Because we don't really know the actual importance of, you know, what and what role they had in getting certain players, you know, Adam Peters, Van Carthon, all these people who have departed, those effects I don't think we'll even know until like several years down the road, you know. But mm-hmm. as of right now, the good thing is the the co- this college season has you know, finished and Adam Peters probably did most of his homework then. Uh, so the scouting department will probably still have all, all of his evals from, you know, this current draft class. Uh, but I mean, at this point he goes straight to the commanders, right? Like there isn't like, Oh, we're waiting till like next season no. or anything. Get it's immediate. Pick. Get the number two yeah. pick. Like that is, that is, yeah. I mean, that's not small peanuts. And, you know, they've got a decision to make, you know, about Sam Howell. And, you know, again, when he comes in, he's not tied to him because he didn't make that pick. And he's got a lot of work to do. 
He's got he's got a lot of work to do for a few reasons, and this is why I feel so bad, or you know, I feel poorly for Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera wasn't just tasked with coaching the Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera was tasked with fixing the culture around the Commanders in terms of all the terrible things that have gone on while Dan Snyder was the owner. Now, Adam Peters is going to be the first person to get his hands on this organization that is owned partly by Magic Johnson and so many others that feels like a staple NFL franchise. He's got a lot of pressure to Mm -hmm. smash this first draft and fix something that no one can fix because of the stink around the organization and Dan Snyder. So Adam Peters got to get to work right now and he can't miss in this draft. He cannot miss in this draft on that number two pick. You are looking at a rabid fan base that is excited about this, this hiring as they should be. Mm -hmm. And they want change. You've got pieces. Terry McLaurin, this is Adam Peters' grand scheme. This is big brain move. Pass on Tyron McLaurin in the draft. Find a way to be his general manager and have him under. It's like, all right, Adam Peters, like, are you just messing with me? Like, and me in particular? But no, he's got a lot of work to do, honestly, stuff. And I think that's a lot of pressure that he has to, he's under. But but some guys like that. <laughs> some guys thrive it, wanting to build something from the ground up. And that's exactly what he's going to be uh, tasked to do uh, yeah. in Washington. Uh, we got a question from uh, Rick Diaz who asks here, specifically to you, Jay. Um, do you like tacos or burritos? Yes or no? I just want to know. I love them all. Tacos, yeah, burritos, man. tamales, everything, tamales, man. Yeah. Like, why Why do I got to pick? Why do I got to pick? If I feel, if I'm in the mood for a taco, I want a taco. If I'm in the mood for a burrito, if I'm in the mood for t- a tamale, like, all of it. All of it. I don't discriminate. Anybody who discriminates and says one over the other you just like just say you don't know food like like just say you don't know food man i want it all i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and say one or the other i want them all everything give me all of them i'm literally that guy in the meme that is like sitting there with like three plates and he's like holding another plate like he's got two on his knees and that's me i I want tacos burritos tamales all of it give me all of it man i always walk into a hispanic household and tell them i haven't eaten for three days and who could argue with me because i'm so skinny and they give it to me uh, they give everything to me everything yeah, so I bet. that's, that's I it bet. yeah of course <laughs> and and that's why you know latin restaurants always have the combination plates because we can't choose i mean no. it, it's all got to be in one plate it you know so yeah big pupusa guy is what a barrier of all here says eric price Hell yeah, yeah man. all of you, it you know and I'm all, about all that and like everything everything like why do we have to choose man like it's it's no choosing it's cruel it's, it's cruel you can't, if i you can't if i go to a taco truck and they only have tortas i'm not gonna sit there and be like where's the tacos bro i'm gonna be like all right we eating good like what like <laughs> why do we gotta do this man and it's the same thing in sports why is it either or can we just say we love them all like at, at certain points not teams Certain players, and I think there's more about NBA and like LeBron and stuff, but whatever. That's a whole other podcast for another day. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Let's not let's not derail too far. Let's there's one, one more thing. There's one more thing I wanted to say uh, about just this uh, this move, right? So, because I think there's going to be more moves to come out of Washington, as Albert Breer here reports. Uh, Adam Peters' contract isn't signed quite yet, and that could be because. There are other execs in play here in Washington whose roles hang in the balance, including former 49ers exec and current Commanders GM Martin Mayhew. Um, I also thought that he'd like to stay if, if Peters did get the job, but like I thought they'd be, because they've worked together in the past that he'd be like a shoe in to stay, but I don't know. It might not be that simple. Um, I know a lot of people have thrown out the idea of Mayhew potentially returning to the 49ers if he isn't kept around Washington. And if he does, doesn't land anywhere else, like would, would you welcome that? I would, but I would think you're discounting the fact that other teams would be looking at Martin Mayhew as an asset. Exactly. And yeah. there's a there's a lot of other teams that are going through things like that, right? Like right now, where they're they're going through regime changes. And it's 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 tough to say. I mean, of course you would, but then think about this. You go from general manager to something lower, and it's a familiar franchise, so I guess maybe that sweetens the deal. But 
I wouldn't discount the fact that people would be looking at Martin Mayhew and say, hey, you know, I think he didn't do necessarily anything wrong in Washington. There was fundamentally other things that were really going on with Washington. And this is what I'm talking about with Adam Peters and what he's up against. You're not going to look at Martin Mayhew and say, oh, my God, they drafted this guy. They they drafted good players. I mean, many of the players that they have that are studs are homegrown, right? Um, you miss on the quarterback, but they didn't take Sam Howell with a high pick. You know, like it's there's nothing that Martin Mayhew really did that's egregious, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, they hit on Benjamin St. Juice and, and they didn't have to spend much on him. Right. Like these are the types of things that I think other franchises are going to look at. So I, I would just say I would just say that I'd love for him to come back, but he would have to take a demotion. But you'd be discounting other teams that would look at Mayhew as a as an asset to their front office as a general manager. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, And as we were talking about earlier, it doesn't just end with, you know, people sniffing around uh, the 49ers for GMs. You know, they're looking for coaches as well. And the latest one to get an interview request is uh, 49ers passing game coordinator Clint Kubiak. Uh, The Bears are going to interview him for their offensive coordinator job. It doesn't end. just doesn't end. Well, think about this. Um, Bobby Sloak's about to get a job after one year. Uh, it's crazy after one year, and yeah. he worked at PFF. So maybe respect this helps. PFF pal, respect respect the dorks, um, Bucko. <laughs> um, it just again, everyone's trying to figure out how to steal some of the magic, just steal the magic, right? Like, and everyone's talking about comp picks. Clint Kubiak's white. Oh, let's just yeah. I know I think I the look, whole Mike Steph, McDaniel thing confused everybody because Steph, like Steph has a way more eloquent eloquent way of going about this. It's just like if you name somebody, I'm gonna say he's white. That does not count. It does not count. You don't get a comp pick for that. That's why Steve Wilkes needs to stay around one more year. If Steve Wilkes sticks around yeah. for two years and becomes a head coach, then you get your comp you your your compensatory pick. But it goes back to what we were talking about. Everyone looks at this team, regardless of the the Super Bowls. I know, I Jedi. I'm just, I'm just being funny. I'm just being funny. Like, don't you know? I'm just, I'm just being funny. That's all. Um, but everybody looks at this team organiz- organizationally. I, I hope I said that right. Top to bottom, and everyone wants a piece. Who can we take? And look, who can argue with the success? D'Amico Ryan's is in the playoffs. Mike McDaniel's in the playoffs. Matt Lafleur is in the playoffs. Charmy Vay is in the playoffs. Every single one of these teams, and you know, look, you can make the argument that if Aaron Rodgers doesn't tear his Achilles in week one, Robert Sala will be in the playoffs. Everyone wants to try to find a way to get on board with everything. And everyone is. One way or another, this league is in one way, one form or fashion, running something that Shannon has done. Talking about organizationally, or we're just talking about scheme-wise. Whether it's motion, whether it's this one. Everyone is trying to get a piece, and that is kind of where we are at this point. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's hard to say goodbye to so many of these guys, but it should underline the point that we're trying to make. Your team is at the forefront of innovation in almost every single way in terms of scouting, roster building, scheme, um, everything right now so it's just while you look at this and say it's a loss it's a loss it these are all wins because you have to trust two things one everybody's trying to be like the 49ers and two they continue to find guys that just step right in so i mean i i'm not as worried about all these things the adam peters thing nobody can really like line you know nail down why he's he's the reason for certain things but it should be well earned. And I think for a fact that everybody is trying to be like the 49ers is, is always the best. Yeah. And Peter does ask a good question here in the comments. Why do bad teams often choose Niners front office and coaching staff? Why not get a piece of the chiefs Rams or the bucks since they were recent Super Bowl champs the last few years? I think well, I'll, Eric I, I, Washington. I mean, yeah, the, they've had guys leave as well. Um, Matt the Rams Nagy. Have, yeah. Matt they, Nagy left. Had, but I think like the reason that it seems like the 49ers seem to lose 
more guys is just because, I mean, they do because of what they've built. It's not just about, you know, the coaching scheme that everyone loves the Shanahan scheme and all that. It's not just about loving, you know, the defense and what they've built there. It's not just about, oh, like all the great players they've drafted. We want a piece of that. That's a huge part of it, too. But it's also the culture. I mean, people want that. And that's something the 49ers, I think, have done better than even some of these teams who have won the Super Bowl, quite frankly. Uh, so I don't know. But you have any other answer for that, Jay? Well, I mean, look, the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy is the is the play caller now. And whoever is going to be the new coach, uh, if it's Ben Johnson, then I think Eric Bieniemy co- kind of becomes a moot point because it's going to be Ben Johnson's offense from Detroit. Um, Matt Nagy left the Chiefs and then rejoined the Chiefs after he was he flamed out in Chicago. And Raheem Morris is about to be in the discussion because regardless mm-hmm. of what we think about the Rams, the Rams have put together an impressive season based on the fact that they've lost so much talent and they've been able to win games. They're in the playoffs. I think everybody is, right? Like, I think everybody is. Um, everybody in one way or another is trying to do that. With the Bucks, you can't say Bruce Arians, he quit. Um, I don't think anybody's really looking for Todd Bowles right now, even though I think he's a very good coach. I think he's a, a leader of men. Seems like he roused the guys up. Todd Monken was a Bucks guy. He is now the Ravens guy. It, it's 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 everywhere. It's it's it is everywhere. But those guys aren't the innovators right now. The Shanahan offense are the innovators. Mike McDaniel with the cheat, uh, the cheat motion, and Shanahan with all the motion. Everything is it's it's the Shanahan's, the tree. If you're in, you're in the playmakers like that podcast. You're if you're in, you're in, and then there's a notch under it, and everyone's trying to catch up. So it has happened a hundred percent. Like it's 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 happened a hundred percent. Todd Monken was the the Bucks um offensive coordinator when Jameis was throwing for five thousand yards and eight hundred turnovers. And now he's there with Lamar. Like everyone is getting their shot, but they're not getting it as quickly because everyone wants the success quickly that the 49ers have built. Yeah, quickly. And I mean, the the guys who have left have shown they can turn things around pretty quickly. So the more that happens, the more interest the 49ers coaches, execs are going to get. Gammon with another uh, donation here. Shout out Gammon because he has dropped donations on each of our channels as he's been watching this. So how you, man, he's he's always grinding, Uh, but make sure that you uh, like and subscribe on both of our channels, Steph 49 K and then Jason Aponte two, one zero three. But Gammon says John Lynch reading Twitter and seeing the faithful upset that the 49ers lost their GM Lynch must be saying, am I a joke to you people? Yeah. Lynch is this close to, to accidentally on purpose, liking uh, a tweet that he probably shouldn't have in the middle of church. (laughs) <laughs> what a story man what a yeah, story man. i remember going live like on christmas eve like right after i was just like i'm going live i was like there's no way i can let this slide but the, again this team you um, did an emergency again, pop like, for that yeah oh hell yeah I, it, it was like one of the better streams too easily because i just was sitting there laughing like you like you can't be serious with this team like <laughs> after a gut-wrenching loss to the tennessee titans literally this was the comic relief we needed um but yeah i think again Peters leaves, Cartan leaves, all these guys leave. And I think we're we're dismissing the collaborative effort of two guys, mm-hmm. of two guys that have been the mainstays, right? If you if you go out with someone, um, you know, to a bar, to a restaurant and whatever, and they continuously get into fights and they always say, oh, you know, oh, I don't know why that happened. What's the common denominator? The common denominator right now in those things is you, but the common denominator right now in the success of the 49ers is going to be John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan going forward. And I think we've we've lost a lot of that in the discussion about who they've lost in terms of giving credit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like we said, it is definitely a group effort. But when you look at the amount of guys that the 49ers have hit on these past few years, um, it's been great. And what better proof of that than the AP all pro list, Woo. right? And there's a plethora of 49ers who have made I love that word. the uh, say one more yeah, time the, the plethora, man. Um, I love that. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, word of the day, plethora uh, of 49ers who have made the first team list. Uh, running back Christian McCaffrey, he's one of the unanimous players as, as far as the votes go on this list. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, we got George Kittleman beating out Kelsey as he very well should for his performance this year. We got Trent Williams. We got Fred Warner. Uh, this is a, a great list of guys, right? Yeah. Um, I want to, and not to make this about me, I want to I want to compare this list to my PFWA all pro votes. Just okay. so I can see yeah. where we all land. Okay. Quarterback Lamar, Lamar, we're good. With PFWA, you had to pick two running backs. I picked Christian McCaffrey and Raheem Mostert. Possibly I could have I could have put Kyle Juszczyk there, but it said running backs. So I did that. Wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill. They only allowed you to pick two. So I'm there. Tight end, George Kittle. We're good. Left tackle. Of course. Trent Williams. Like, what are we doing? Um, but center, Jason Kelsey. I picked Frank Ragnow of the Detroit Lions. He's had a better season. I just some of this is name only. Right tackle, yeah. I picked uh, Panay Sewell. I picked Chris Lindstrom at left guard from Atlanta over Joe Thune. And I picked Quinn Miners of Denver over Zach Martin. All right. And then on defense, I think we got the same thing. Garrett and TJ, I think that's super easy. Aaron Donald, yeah. Chris Jones, I don't even got to look too easy. Um, you only get to pick one inside linebacker. I picked Fred Warner. So we're good. Um, corners. I picked Mooney and Deron Bland. Um, Deron Bland is Sauce Gardner. I don't get this one um, a little bit, just for me. I don't get this one. But they didn't give you slot cornerback, and then they give you safety. I picked the, the two people that they picked, Kyle Hamilton, Antoine Winfield. Um, so I feel I feel vindicated, just a little bit, mm -hmm. because I, I knew that I wasn't, like, tripping. I think offensive line is subjective a little bit more. Um, I think uh, offensive line is just a little bit more subjective, but I definitely had Ragnow over Kelsey at center. Um, I think that's name recognition. And I think yeah. this is the same thing when you see Bobby Wagner, second team, all pro linebacker. That's name recognition more than it is like watching film and watching, you know, tape and stuff like that. But yeah, let, you know, you can go through the second team if you want. Yeah, as far as 49ers who made the second team, Brandon Ayuk made it as one of the wide receivers, and we got Charvarius Ward as one of the cornerbacks. I I think, like, Charvarius Ward was making a case towards the end of the year for potentially being first team, but regardless, I know this is big for him to, to make the All-Pro list. I know he had incentives tied to making the Pro Bowl and the All-Pro list, so this is big for him. I believe he makes about 500K uh you know of incentives for this so definitely deserved and if we look at Brennan Ayuk and Charvarius Ward like these guys very deserving like they've been ascending players for the 49ers but I'll also say this like for those players to not feel too discouraged of the fact that they didn't make the first team a lot of the 49ers who were on first team started off as second team all pro players so you got to start somewhere um, and I think this is just a, a stepping stone for these players to eventually make it to first team. Are you muted? I'm sorry. Brandon Ayuk being here, second team, it shouldn't make you upset. It shouldn't. You know why? Because Tyreek, CD, and Amon Ross St. Brown were absolute dogs this season. And, and that's no slight at Brandon Ayuk in any way. I don't mm -hmm. want anyone to, you know, when when I voted for All-Pro, I voted for the guys that have had the best season. Do, do you think I want to vote for Dallas Cowboys? Like, do you think I want, like, do you think that I wake up and I want to, like, push a Dallas Cowboys agenda? I tried to be as objective as I could be. And Amon Ross St. Brown has been one of the best wide receivers this entire season. So... Brandon Ayuk being here at Puka Nakua, incredible season. Um, Steph, you did an interview with him, right? So you were on top of that, like before that. Or did um, you I did a, I did a little. I at the combine, I, I asked yeah. him a couple questions. Yeah, there you go. So Puka, Mike Evans is one of the. I will stand and die on this hill. Mike Evans is 
the most slept on underrated receiver in the history of this game of that we call football. He is doing things that nobody has ever done in this league. And yet somehow no one ever brings him up. So I like this, but it shouldn't get you upset that Brandon Ayuk is here. AJ Brown had a phenomenal season. It started off really hot and it fell off fine, but it shouldn't make you feel bad. Like it really shouldn't. I don't see a world where Brandon Ayuk makes the first team all pro over CD lamb. I'm on Ross St. Brown or Tyreek Hill. I just don't, I just don't. And that's not a knock on Brandon Ayuk. And then when you look at everyone else that's here, Kyron Williams had an incredible year. I would have, me specifically, I would have given it to Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert had 20-something touchdowns this season. Raheem Mostert over Kyron Williams, in my opinion. Just my opinion. Dak Prescott feels fine here. I guess we're going to have a discussion about Dak and Brock. That feels fine to me. Um, Again, our opinion of Brock is completely different than everyone else's opinion because everyone else still knocks Brock down for just being a part of the team and not being, right? Like, like whatever it is that they, they come up with their arguments. I don't have a problem with that, right? Sam Laporta, tight end. I'm just glad that Travis Kelsey's not on this list because he's not one of the top two, three, four guys this season. He's just not. This season, he's just not. Sam Laporta absolutely outplayed him. Offensive line, that is very much like subjective. I picked Chris Lindstrom. Um, in, in mind for first team, all that stuff. You know, look, Michael Parsons, Max Crosby makes sense. All of those guys, everything here makes sense, except for Bobby Wagner. That's the one that kind of gets to me a little bit. You know, that yeah, one gets to me a little the, bit. That's the name thing. Uh, yeah, name that's that's name record. Thing. That's like yeah. the Make-A-Wish All-Pro, Pro Bowl thing. Oh, like, no. it's always just, no, the last two years it has been. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby. Look, man. Bobby, Bobby, you're a Hall of Famer. You're a Hall of Famer, Bobby. But that's Make-A-Wish, like Pro Bowl, All-Pro stuff. Um, the Mooney Ward and Sauce Gardner thing, I have a little bit of an issue with, just a little bit of an issue with, because I don't know, unless you're coming up with like, well, they don't throw his way, all those things. You've got a guy who leads the league in pass breakups, who has five interceptions. Like, what do you want from Traverius Ward? Like, what do you want from him? So for me, like, I I don't get that one. So I, I know that was long winded, but I, I'm good with Jesse Bates. I'm good with Jesse Bates there as well, too. I think he was somebody who, um, if it wasn't for Antoine Winfield, would have been the guy that I would have voted for. But Ant- but you see how the Pro Bowl is funny? Antoine Winfield doesn't make the Pro Bowl, all pro. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown doesn't make the Pro Bowl, all pro. Like, the, the guys who are actually watching the game, you know, and not the fans that are actually voting at times, the casual fans, they actually know. So I, I feel vindicated a little bit just because I'm just like, damn, all these guys deserve to be there. But for me, the biggest the biggest thing is like Kyra Williams, nah, Raheem Mostert over you. And um, I didn't vote AJ Cole over Mitch Wisnowski. I want to make sure I make I, I make that very clear. I voted for Mitch Wisnowski. Mitch Wisnowski was the best punter this year. Uh, uh, you know, 15-yard penalties aside. Yeah, Jay's just trying to tell us that he knows ball, all right, which is something we already <laughs> is something we already knew. Um, but to spare you, Jay, yeah, I didn't include the special teamers on here, and also because there weren't any 49ers on the list. But Mitch Wisnowski has had a good year. Um, look, we got a question from uh, Super Chat here from Desmond with the potential for Wilkes to land a head coaching position. Who do you all think replaces him as defensive coordinator? I'll let you start on this one, Jay. Oh, man. Um, I I believe that Steve Wilkes isn't leaving. But I'm going to go with this hypothetical that Steve Wilkes does leave and takes the head coaching spot. I think the, the easiest answer is Chris Kosarek. I think that's the easiest answer. but. Chris Kosarek has said many times, I am not interested in that. I just want to coach D-line. But I think when they talk to him and they get into that that process and they actually get into, you know, the idea of someone who is familiar with everything, I think it. I think the odds on favorite, if we were doing like a betting thing, I think it would have to be Chris Kosarek. Wouldn't you think, Steph? I don't know. I disagree just because, I mean, Good. he's – just because he said that he doesn't want to be a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I think he's he's staying true to that. I don't see that changing. Um, so no, I don't think so. I think maybe Johnny Holland. I think they would have probably promoted Johnny Holland to defensive coordinator 
last year if they felt like, um, you know, he was, I don't know, maybe, I mean, he has a lot of experience, so I'm not sure why they, they wouldn't have considered him, but I feel like maybe they just wanted another year of him coaching the linebackers specifically to, you know, make that decisions. But there, there's a lot of people uh, who I think could... could be out of house. We didn't see Steve Wilkes coming. It could be. It could be. But I think the, the reason they went out of house was because they didn't think there was someone in house who was ready. And Chris Kosarek yeah. being out because, you know, he he's ready. Like he has all the experience, but for reasons that he doesn't want to, but I'm saying that the guys who maybe would be interested in taking that coordinator role, I don't think they were, there's a lot of younger guys who maybe just hadn't really been groomed up to, to could take be somebody that, that we're not thinking about either. Could be somebody that we're like, is. Not yeah. About. yeah. Sometimes it right? is. Like we didn't see D'Amico coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was looking at, at Johnny Holland. Cause maybe they go back to, you know, linebacker coach, um, but yeah, it could even be Daniel Bullock's. Like, I mean, there's there's a number of guys. But yeah, I agree with you, Jay. I don't think he's leaving. I, I've been very like adamant about that. I don't think he's leaving this year. I think it's more likely next year that if he does uh, have the defense looking like this one more year, I think he'll do it. But there's just so many hotter candidates this cycle. Um, so I <laughs> no I booth coaches. No booth coaches. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably be part of the interview <laughs> at this point. Do you know. prefer the booth or the sideline? The booth. All right, sir. I think our, I think our interview's over. Our time. Our time is done here. Thank you. The doors that. Thank way. you for your time. Yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> doors that way. Take the cookies on the way out. Doors that way, pal. Um, yeah. Justin E says, uh, "Shout out the Kyle Hamilton All Pro pick, Jason, as a Kyle Hamilton truther. I appreciate that. Hamilton's a dog, man." Yeah, man, I'm, re- I'm I'm really excited that, you know, although I have disagreements, I still was like on par with what everyone else thought. Um, So, you know, I guess I got to watch more football, like just a little bit more, like just a little bit more. You know, just I was I was very just a little bit more. I'm just very happy that. Can we can we have this discussion like just real quick? Like, I just want to go off on a, a little quick tangent. Okay. The players pick the all pros and then the Associated Press and the PFWA pick their all pros. And yet we have bigger disagreements with what the players believe to be all pros than we do what the writers do. And I just want to have a quick discussion on why just because you played the game of football doesn't mean that you actually know what the fuck is going on. Sorry, I didn't mean to curse on your pro- your program. Um, Leave it up. It, it, believe it or not, Rob, it pisses me off that the idea that if Jerry Rice comes out and says that Aiden O'Connell's the greatest quarterback of all time, that you have to listen to that. Because Jerry Rice is the GOAT, and he's played. Are you going to disagree with a player? Yes, I am. He's wrong. Yes, I am. Ten out of ten times when I disagree with a player, you're dead-ass wrong. J.D. McCoy gets on Speak FS1 every single day. And spews nonsense. He was great at the game of football. You're not good at talking about football. So when I disagree with Joe Montana saying Jimmy Garoppolo should stay around, who are you to disagree with the GOAT? I am someone with a brain. So players, (laughs) Travis Kelsey's not your first team all pro. He wasn't the best. He wasn't the second best. He wasn't the third best tight end this season. I just want to have a clear distinction that Players have a validated opinion because they played the game. Their words not gold, and players are wrong just like opinions are wrong every single day. I just love to lap that up. I want to make sure I keep lapping that up. I I I want to make sure that I hammer that home. Joe Montana could say that he believes Tommy DeVito is the greatest quarterback of all time, and I would say Joe Montana has CTE. I would say that. <laughs> But you have to listen to him, right? Because he's because he's Joe Montana, and Joe Montana's the greatest, and you gotta listen. No, you don't. No, you don't. Form your own opinions. Trust your eyes. When someone says a player knows more than you, no, a player's played more than you. Doesn't mean they know more than you. That's it. Just that's that's my little tangent. I think we've learned that like that lesson so many times in like the last year. Like there's been so many examples of of why. Players don't always have the best 
football opinions, but it happens. They're they're human, just like us. Some of us don't have great opinions either. Like, I mean, it's just opinions are wrong every day. It's it's part of having opinions, man. Some of them are yep. going to be wrong. Um, have another uh, super chat here. Harbaugh goes to Vegas. We get Antonio Pierce as defensive coordinator. Hey, I don't know there's why. a lot of there's a lot of Raiders players like who really pull no. in for Antonio Pierce. Max Crosby, one of them. I don't know why Antonio Pierce would take the defensive coordinator job when everybody wants him to be a head coach. I mean, look, the Raiders were still winning games somehow with all the nonsense. Jimmy Garoppolo got paid $25 million for 300 snaps. And they're running out Aiden O'Connell. Josh Jacobs missed a ton of games. They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. There's something there with Antonio Pierce. And there, there's a little bit more about like, okay, what's the fine line of I know X's and O's and I'm just a dude that everybody follows. And I think Antonio Pierce is that. I do think he's that. Because no one listened to Josh McDaniels. But when Antonio Pierce broke out, hey, they didn't want us to win and we beat the Patriots, yo, the team like rose up and then mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels got fired because he was upset about that. There's a little bit of a difference between like there has to be a balance between X's and O's and guys who can motivate, right? Mm-hmm. Like if Antonio Pierce asked me to run through the wall, I probably would. But Kyle Shanahan could tell me, you know, this is why we're running this and this is like there has to be a balance of it. So I don't know if Antonio Pierce would take a DC job because I think he might be a head coach in this hiring cycle. Yeah, I mean, we we often see that sometimes coordinators don't always make great great head coaches. We also see that sometimes, you know, really good motivators or guys that are interim head coaches who can maybe go on a little run to end their season, you know, doesn't always translate to a full season. Motivation alone doesn't really get you a, a winning, you know, football team all the time, but so I, I don't envy the Raiders right now, you know, having to make a decision on Antonio Pierce. But I do think you got to listen to your players, man. And and they're telling you to stick with Antonio Pierce as the head coach. So I I would listen to him. But I wanted to get back to the uh, all-pro discussion. You know, I mentioned that Christian McCaffrey and uh, Fred Warner were the unanimous picks, one of uh, two of three unanimous picks along with Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill. I just want to know what Trent Williams had to do to like not be a unanimous pick. Like, what more does he need to do to be a unanimous pick? Because I don't know there's there's any other like left tackle in football right now who who you can argue is better than Trent Williams. It, you know, some of the picks were hard. And I had to go and do some research before I did it, right? Like when I was going through and I was looking through, I like that's why that's why I got to the Ragnall pick over Kelsey. Um, if you want to do names, then Trent Williams should be the first at your mind. But what other left tackle? Tristan Wirfs is probably the only that's other easy. one that I Tristan Wirfs is probably the only other one that could have stole a vote from Trent Williams. Um, when I did the all NFC ballot, I believe they allow you to pick two at each. And I picked Trent and Tristan Wirfs. So Tristan Wirfs is the only other person that I could think of off the top of my head um, without watching film. But yeah, look, Christian McCaffrey, that's easy. Fred Warner, that's easy. Tyreek, that's easy. Tyreek was, if Tyreek doesn't get hurt, he was about to clear 2,000 yards like he said he was going to clear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. The left tackle thing, it's like Tristan Wirfs is a baller, but it's almost like Michael Jordan's the MVP, Carl Malone. You kind of just got to wait for him to leave. And then you can win the MVP, which he never did after, by the way. But I'm just saying, like, there's a placeholder. There's a placeholder, right? Like, there's a placeholder for that that position, and it's Trent Williams. And it's the same thing, like, Everyone, it's it's always it's, it always was when Michael Jordan was in the NBA, like at that time. Who's going to be second place? And I think that's what we should be talking about because Trent Williams, even if he misses games, 
<laughs> you know what makes it most valuable when he misses games and you <laughs> and you're looking at the left tackle play and you're like, oh my god, Trent Williams is not playing. That's how you. Yep. Know. That's how yep. you. Know. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I know uh, Brock Purdy narrowly uh, missed uh, getting into the second team all pro. And I know some people are talking about Nick Bosa, too. I'll just say right here, we could keep this short and sweet. But Nick Bosa, I don't think, deserved to be an all pro this season. Let's keep it shorter and sweeter. Steph's absolutely right. 100%. <laughs> All right, let's great. I, I'm gl- I'm glad we agree on that. But we're getting some questions on uh the playoffs. So let's shift into that conversation. Game is asking, what are the top playoff teams from one to six? Um, Jay, I'm gonna start us off. 49ers one. <laughs> yeah. Uh look that fair? um yeah. I mean, I wrote I wrote two articles. Um, one today dropped on Niners Nation about the top defenses left in the NFC. Um, and I wrote the one that came out the day before about the offenses. Uh, spoiler alert, the Niners are one on both of them. Um, and if I go through it, like off the top of my head, offenses, I had the Niners one. I had the Lions two. I had the Rams three and I had the Cowboys four. And then I had Tampa. Uh, no, I had Philly five and then I had Tampa six. Like I. And it hurts me to say that because I love Mike uh, Mike Evans so much. But that's how I see the offenses. The defenses, I had the Niners one. I had the Cowboys two. And it was very close. It was very close with that one because they have, like, the identical numbers. I had the, if I'm not mistaken, I had the Lions three. But I had the, the Bucks and the, no, 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 no. I had the Bucks three and I had the. The Lions and the Rams tied. But you know who I had last as the defense in the NFC? Hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, yeah. No, 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 no. But I wanna I wanna make sure hold on. I wanna make sure I get through this. Yeah, I wanna make sure I get through this and I I say it as eloquently as possible because I could just I could just jump on here and just yell, you know, frauds, 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 whatever. Like, like, like I, I wanna make sure I highlight how porous the Eagles defense has been. And I'm pulling it up right now, Steph. I'm just like buying for time right now um, because my MacBook is like 300 years old. But the the Eagles are at the bottom of the NFC in nearly every single category that matters. Yeah. Literally, like literally every category that matters. And that and 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 that with the tape itself will tell you like where they are at this point. You know, there's no way you can like you there's no way you can put a, a spin on the Eagles barely beat the, the Giants on Christmas Day. But here's some of the numbers. In the NFC, remind you, there are 16 teams in the NFC. 16. The Eagles are 13th in yards allowed per game, 15th in passing yards allowed per game, 11th in interception rate, 10th in sacks per pass attempt, 14th in points allowed per game, 15th on third down, 13th on goal-to-goal situations. Look, Matt Patricia ain't saving (laughs) y'all. Matt Patricia ain't the answer. He's not walking through that door and saving y'all. The Eagles stink. Oh, my God, they stink. Like, it's so bad. Like, it's like you could look at it and you can say, oh, we're hating because, you know, we're Niners fans. The Eagles are objectively not a good football team on any – the only thing they do well, the only thing the Eagles do well is the touch push. Objectively. That's it. That's all they do. They can't throw the ball. They can't run it. But if they get to the one, whatever, everybody will just push Jalen Hurts because he can lift 600 yards, uh, you know, 600 pounds. But, like, Jalen Hurts, message to you, bucko. Get ready to wear blue because you're about to be a Walmart greeter if you don't find a way to win this game on Monday, man. <laughs> That's harsh, man. And and AJ, there's there's more drama, right? Like AJ Brown has scrubbed his uh, social media. AJ Brown's not playing Monday. Eagles. That's why he did that. AJ Brown's not That's playing crazy. Monday. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, there's it's a, not like there's they needed him because even there. when he was would, there, it wasn't working. Yeah, I would go as far as saying the Eagles didn't even deserve to make the playoffs. Like that's how terrible Keep they've cooking. been this 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 past past month. It's been really bad. So yeah, I don't I don't see them winning the that game, game against the Bucks. The one all. game they won against the New York Giants, 
they were on yeah. the doorstep of losing to Tyrod Taylor and the New York Giants. The New York Giants aren't trying to win games. The New York Giants literally outsucked or, or they beat the allegations of being trash, like winning this last game. Like the Giants didn't want to win. It just means you stink. Like it doesn't mean that the Giants are better than you. The Giants were like, damn, we're just trying to like get out of this game, like and just get home. And you somehow lost to them. It's it's insane. It's insane, man. It's really insane. Want to get to some of these uh super chats before we head out Go of here. It. Uh James says we might finally know who wanted Trey. Will Peter's first move as GM be trading for Lance? Maybe. <laughs> Who's to say? I want to know where you guys are rating this. Like, we've now had two people in the chat telling us that it was Adam Peters who wanted Trey Lance. Like, is this coming from any, like, reputable source? Where I haven't seen this anywhere. Where are you guys getting this, first of all? That's what I want to know. No, I don't think I mean, that's going to be uh, Peter's first move. I don't think so. Uh, that will be lit. That will be real lit. Um, just to see, like, let, let's just say they had the number two pick. Let's just say Washington has the number two pick and they eschew the quarterbacks on the board and they take like an edge rusher. And Adam Peters says, I'm getting back in, I'm getting back on the Lance train. Um, that would be a bold choice. Um, just a little, but. I'd be here for it. I would be here for it. So you keep Sam Howell because you have Sam Howell under a rookie control contract. Like, you don't got to pay him nothing right now. Um, And you bring in Trey Lance. And, I mean, but would Dallas trade within their division? Um, I mean, usually I'd say no. But, like, at the same time, you're not going to get – like what 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 is their plan for Trey Lance, right? Like, is yeah. it for him to just like sit sit back and, and be Dak's backup third string? Hey. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't well, know. Yeah. You know what's the best thing? Is like, hey Trey, um, we want you to come to Washington. You gotta sit behind Sam Howell though. It's just like, how much more can you take? How much more can you take? <laughs> I mean, breaking point right there. Yeah. <laughs> I would if just be like, you know right. what? I'm going to the CFL, pal. I'm gonna I'm gonna join the U.S. like I'm gonna go start somewhere. Like, imagine telling Trey Lance, number three overall pick, someone that many people agreed was the the perfect pick off the board. Hey, you got to sit behind Sam Howell, man. Like, how much more can this young man take? I know he's headstrong, but good God. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Trey, but I would uh, I would assume he he continues sticking around with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, shout out Justin for the donation. He says I gotta ask: Does Chauncey Gardner Johnson leave Chauncey Gardner Johnson leaving the Eagles kind of bust the good teams don't pay safeties narrative? I mean, he's look. I'll I'll say this: like the play, Eagles. Though. Like the Eagles miss him, but there's so much more wrong with the Way Eagles more. than just like this. So I don't know if it really goes to bust that narrative altogether, but he he's doing fine with the lines. Not to keep going, not to keep going on the Eagles stuff. But my <laughs> God, man. That secondary was ready to be picked on, and the 49ers had the plan. And this is all I was talking about going into that Super Bowl. The Chiefs are going to pick on that secondary by using motion, putting people in confusion, and, and they just aren't good against any of that. But there was something about the Eagles last year. You, you, you ever notice a team that just has, like, everything going for them? Oh, the mojo is perfect. They win all the games, right? Jalen Hurts had a, an incredible season last year. Like, all of those things were going for them. But the flaws were there. But you ignore all that because of the winning. So when people point that out last season, when I said Jalen Hurts is a one-read passer, he doesn't know how to throw the football down the field. He it, it you 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 are looking right now not at the exception. Oh, you're not looking at the rule, you're looking at the exception. The Eagles themselves right now are an anomaly because Nick Sirianni ran that team and they ran into who they ran into, and then Brock Purdy gets injured. Guys were wide open. That secondary's been waiting to get, like, cooked. And now, this season, you hear Darius Slay say, I can't wait to not play in Philly because I'm tired of getting booed. I got an answer for you, Darius Slay. Be fucking better and stop sucking. Like, I, I just wish you would just, like, stop sucking. If you weren't trash, 
people wouldn't boo you. You've been trash. You look, look at look at how they started. They were ten and one, right? Like ten and one, something like that. I think it was or yeah, eleven and one. The only game they won was a Christmas Day matchup with the Philadelphia or well, the Philadelphia Eagles with the New York Giants, in which Tyrod Taylor started, and they almost blew that one. Just admit, look in the mirror. The Philadelphia Eagles were a one-year wonder. Everything about them was a one-year wonder. They've got great players. They do. And that that helps. Like, Lane Johnson's a dog. Jason Kelsey's a dog. Dallas Goddard's nasty. A.J. Brown's great. But y'all not like that. And Nick Sirianni, pack your bags, bucko. I hope you learn Chinese because you're fired. Once you lose to Tampa on Monday, you're fired. You are fired. And Bill Belichick will absolutely step right in. And figure that's, out a way to get them. That's home. a rumor. That's that's a rumor, right? That there's one mystery team that would be interested in Bill Belichick uh, that hasn't fired their coach yet. You would have to assume that team is still in the playoffs. Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Sirianni. Better learn Chinese, buddy. Um, Chinese <laughs> inv- inv- invading robots. Thank you for the jo- donation. My fave and second fave 49ers content creators yeah. keep up the great work. We appreciate the love. Hell yeah. James wants to clear something up. He was being sarcastic with his uh, – He well, he he's the one who said earlier that uh, it was Peters who drafted or wanted to draft Trey Lance. He was being sarcastic. Oh. Uh, but he says, however, to laugh and think this would – be absurd. Can't agree with you there. There is some sense there, and Howell is gone regardless. Look, I'm not saying that like Adam Peters didn't do it. I I'm just saying we don't know. You want my honest opinion? You want my honest opinion? You're not gonna like it. I think it was Kyle Shanahan who drafted Trey Lance. Uh, that's so what I think. There's, there's no way. There's no way that. there was a quarterback. There was no way that there, there was a quarterback that was drafted that isn't Kyle Shanahan approved. Yeah. There's no way. He has a final say no in way. everything. So no way. There's no way when like and literally he was trying to he was trying to correct his wrongs, right? Or whatever it is. Because I think the bigger debate is who was the one that pushed for Jimmy Garoppolo to sign his extension? That was John Lynch. They so they both they both made some like you know decisions with the quarterback, you know. So so we're moving to three. Kyle Shanahan has someone who is gonna engineer his offense. Going forward, if you don't believe that Kyle Shanahan wanted Trey Lance, I've got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. I, I like there's no way that Kyle Shanahan would allow them to be like, we're drafting this guy, we're drafting this guy, um, deal with it. No, no. So Kyle Shanahan's in on that as well, too. So again, it's hard to place all that stuff on Adam Peters. Sure, look, all right. Let's let's do an audit of ourselves, Steph. Right? Adam Peters might have wanted Trey Lance. John Lynch might have wanted Matt Jones. Kyle Shanahan wanted Trey Lance. Steph Sanchez and Jason Aponte wanted Justin Fields. And I stand on that. I will stand on that because that's exactly how I felt. But what happened didn't take place. And yet, here they are on the preface of a Super Bowl, even with all this, right? Like, this is exactly what everyone is trying to steal from. Imagine blowing three first-round picks on a player, missing, and then being the team that everyone wants to steal from. That's a perfect way to, like, end this entire, like, discussion in terms of, like, Adam Peters and everything. Still, Justin Fields should stay in Chicago. Yeah, I think he uh I think he probably will, but they're gonna be tempted for sure. So you just never know. Um, you know, the good thing is the 49ers have a first round pick once again this year. The other good thing is that me and Jay are gonna be at the senior bowl this year. Yeah. So make sure that you guys keep it locked on our channels at all times. Make sure you like this video, make sure you subscribe to the channel, not just my channel, but Jay's as well. Steph 49k, uh Jason Aponte 2103. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, we'll be back on Bully Ball Tuesday uh, unless, you know, Jay comes I'm up with some again. still no, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> An excuse? What you mean? I had a, I had a, I had a horrific cough and I would have looked crazy horrific. like trying oh, to speak. Horrific. Yeah, horrific. Right. That's the word I'm Fair. using. 
Fair, like, bucko. All right. I, well, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't jump on here to get cooked, but like, let's keep it going. Well, we hope you guys enjoy uh, the games this weekend. We're gonna enjoy oh, yeah. it because we're not gonna be Wait, stressed Steph, out. Real quick, yeah, real quick. Let's let's make your picks. It's Friday. Make my picks. Go. Here, okay. I mean, here's what I think is going to happen. All right. So no. you might you no. might not like, but here's not, what I think. Not what you. No, 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 no. no. Who do you think gut that like go with the gut? Go with the gut. No, the I gut. am. This is what I. Okay. This is who I think is going to win. Okay. The Bucks. The okay. Rams and the okay. Cowboys. Okay. And then the AFC? I think the Browns are going to win, but it's going to be a close one. I think the okay. Chiefs are going to win because the Dolphins are not – like, I am betting the under on that game. One, because it's Easily. on Peacock, and they're not letting anyone else watch it. And then two, <laughs> because it's going to be cold as hell, and I don't think two is going to be able to do anything. They're not going to be able nope. to function in that weather. Yep. I don't think that Mahomes yep. is going to be any better – but at least they have some experience in the cold. Yep. So I'm going to give that one to the Chiefs. And then, of course, the Bills over the Steelers. Okay. Um, Give me the Bucks. Give me the Lions. I'm I'm in now. Sam Laporte is going to play. So I'm in now. Like, I'm in. Um, I think there's a little bit too much on the line for Detroit right now. Um, I, I think the Rams are the better team, but I think there's too much on the line for Detroit for the city. Like they're gonna play "Lose Yourself" and some terrible Eminem song that's gonna get them super hyped up, like whatever it is, like, and they're gonna win. Um, and then Dallas is gonna win as well too. Um, when it comes to the Browns and the Texans, yeah, I think the Browns win as well too. Um, but I do want to point out that the fact that the Browns beat the Texans and it was so close, CJ Stroud didn't play in that game. So I want to make sure that would like yeah, we get yeah. that clear. But I think the Browns are just too good. Um, yeah, and I agree with Steph. The Chiefs Dolphins thing, um, two has never won a game under 40 degrees. Today is not that day, and that doesn't mean that the Chiefs are good. It just means they ran into the right opponent. And give me the Buffalo Bills over the Steelers. I mean, Mason Rudolph, like I'm I'm straight. Like, I'm good on that. Yeah, Gammon wants us to write our picks down, stand on business. Well, you know what? I'll send yeah, it. it's it's I'll on send tape. It. It's on tape. It. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Put it on tape. Um <laughs> we putting it on the tape. Uh, hold hold me accountable for my picks. What am I not held accountable enough? Like, come on, I I, I stand on mine. I stand on. Dude, kidding. I'm I'm still hand, I'm still held accountable about my Brock Purdy training camp takes, and I've like literally apologized like three hundred. Yeah, times Rob about too is like, like, yeah, you deserve it, Bucko. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we're going to end today's show. Make sure that you guys like this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, not just mine, but Jay's as well. Make sure you guys enjoy uh, this weekend's games. They're going to be great. And uh, I'll be live. I'll be going live this weekend once we find out who the 49ers are going to be playing um, next weekend. So make sure that you yeah. guys tune in and for that. Have those notification I, bells on. Hold on. I see it coming up. I don't want to say his name, but I want to say. Um, Certain cheese, don't post it. Don't post oh. it. Uh, certain cheese, um, go Niners. I've been watching since '89. Can I get a shout out? Shout out to you, um, 100%. And <laughs> he, I think he he knows what he was doing, trying to get yeah, a shout yeah, yeah, 100%. out with, with a username 100%. like that. I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to get, um, Steph's channel, yeah, don't uh, get me banned, banned or anything now. like that. Me but hey, um, shout out to you, bro, since '89. Hell yeah, man. And I think this is the year, man. I, I'm gonna say one more time on Steph's channel. If not now, then when? This is it. This is it right this now. This is it. All right, Shelby. Yeah, we're going to have great playoff content for you guys, uh, you know, for the next few weeks, the next month, in fact. So make sure you guys keep it locked. But for now, have a good rest of your Friday, folks. Peace.